You're listening to Take Note on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. I'm Matt Byrne. And I'm Josiah Jagoda. And uh, we'll be taking notes today on what you might ask. John Mayer. True. John Mayer. Who else, really, if you think about it? In my opinion, one of the greatest musicians of our generation. Um, got his start in 1999 with his debut EP, sort of, released some, like, demos then his actual first album was 2001, Room for Squares. That was before I was born. Before you were born. Yeah. What the heck? It's a long time ago. The man's longevity is truly legendary. Two decades, I suppose. That's not that long. Well, it, it really is to stay in, in popularity and somewhat uncontroversial, although we'll talk about his controversies. Soon. No, dude, did he do bad things? So no. Yeah, yeah, maybe. That is so sad. Um, but he has a quite accomplished career, uh, eight studio albums, uh, seven Grammy Awards. Um, Jeez. His last album he put out was Sob Rock in 2021. Uh, so he's been, he's been on, the, like, on his grind for a consistent It was pretty while. consistent. I think his longest break was probably four years between albums. Wow. So before Sob Dude. Rock was, I forget what it's called now, but 2017, and then before then was 2013 so he had two four-year breaks in between those albums but um respect and obviously he was making music before 2000s when he start well 99 was when he had his his debut he was a teenager i think he was like maybe 19 when he started Hmm. um but yeah his first hit um your it's called your body is a wonderland um (laughs) epic name that won a grammy for I think best male pop vocal performance or something like that. Mm. Um, but yeah, so that was his very pop, very 2000s era. Not necessarily like boring or generic, but... Um, Had that feel though, that early 2000s feel for sure. Yeah, you'll hear that. Um, let's give it a listen. We'll start from the beginning of this song. It's very like, it's very upbeat, very happy. Um, yeah, let's, let's get to it. think okay i liked it i'll say i'll say two things first of all when that bass hits oh yeah oh that was good i like that a lot my other thing is it's like okay it reminds me of like whoa uh it reminds me of 
Jack Johnson. Yes. Can I say that? Is that okay to say? Yeah. It's like that, like breathy, but like sort of still full sort of singing style where it's like it's like very gentle kind of singing. Obviously, it makes sense in the context of the song, right? But um, it is that like that like kind of guitar like melody, and then it's uh, that like breathy male gentle. Yeah. Yeah. His voice is like it's it's like soft and soothing almost. It's a little raspy, but mm-hmm. he he's like. I wouldn't describe his voice as necessarily powerful, right? And he doesn't no. have a very high voice either. Um, but that's kind of his his style. It's like that chill, you know. It is a little breathy. It's like I put that on on like a Sunday afternoon post church, like drive home from church, kind of like let's go make some some brunch pancakes and like chill. That's the energy it gives me, mm-hmm. which I love that energy so much. I love that. Yeah. Was he a heartthrob? Is he a hunk? Oh yeah. What's he looking like? He definitely here. Well, we'll we'll play a music video for one of the other songs. Oh, let's go. Um, but he was a heartthrob. Like it wasn't just the music. Like he was a definitely. Mm. And I think it got to his head because that's where he gets some of his controversies. Is he just his personality can tend to be a little cocky. Um, he dated, I mean, everyone: Jessica <sighs> Simpson, Jennifer Aniston, Katy Perry, allegedly Taylor Swift. Although Bruh. that was that was kind of a rumor. Um. But yeah. Perry? Yeah. That was like back, I imagine that was like early, what, like 2000, late 2000s? 2013. Early 2010s. Well, I know they did a song together in 2013 on, I forget what the album's called again, but but yeah. So but I Katy Perry was like popping, popping. Like she was at. Yeah, that was her like roar era. Yeah, it was yeah, like yeah, 2013, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure. Um, Dang! So you hit, you the peak Katy Perry. That's a, that is impressive. Yeah, he, he was a good looking fella. Yeah. Also, probably a cool dude. Good music, at least mm-hmm. so far. Yeah, I think peak John Mayer was probably 2008. I'm hmm. forgetting which album. Um, I think his best album is probably Continuum in 2006, which we'll hear another one of his big hits. Um, I kind of discovered. John Mayer pretty late, although I had heard these hits previously and just didn't put two and two together. Like that is the same guy. Yeah. Oh. There's another one from Room for Squares um, called No Such Thing, which I think you'd probably recognize if you listen to the radio at all. Um, but I just had no idea it was a John Mayer song, and then I heard it and I was like, oh, this guy actually has hits that I didn't know of. <laughs> Along with Daughters, which was on his album that came out in 2003, um, that was a big hit. Um, Say was another big hit. That was a single. Um, but yeah, I just, I didn't know. And then I heard gravity on TikTok, and then that was when I was like, okay, this John Mayer guy's got something. And then he's, he's been my favorite artist ever since. So let's favorite artist. To, yeah. Wait, hold up. That's a bit, wait, that's a big statement from you. Mm-hmm. Favorite artist. Is that him right there? That is. Good looking guy. Dark um, features. I think, I think what makes him unique is his wide variety of playing styles, which we'll see. This is sort of his blues era, hmm. very like chill. You'll hear like it has some jazz elements. Um, but he's an insane guitar player and an insane singer, I think, which the two don't usually go together. Usually singers will be like sort of a rhythm guitarist and just play chords when they're up on stage. But he's soloing and singing, hmm. which I think is multitask ability is crazy. Mm-hmm. And like. I mean, he solos right in the beginning of the song. 
This is Gravity. Let's hear it. more chill i mean it's definitely not like pop as you would think of it generally but it's like i don't know i like it a lot it's yeah it's like i don't know it i mean it is obviously a lot more like blues like it it, it is objectively mm-hmm. it's like i like that it's nice it's like obviously that's been polluted so much by tiktok yeah, which yeah. is so rough um which i always think is so interesting by the way to hear like a song on tiktok and then actually hear the song mm-hmm. afterwards it's always a short clip and then when you hear the whole song it's a little different you're like oh this is like actually this has a context because tiktok takes every song out of context right and like there's no setup you know you don't like get eased into the song and then you like don't get eased out of it like in most songs you're kind of just like here here's a piece of the chorus and you're like oh okay but mm-hmm. that's I, I always think that's interesting but specifically i think um I've always just heard that on like TikTok and it's like, yeah. Yeah. And like, I feel like either artists get too much credit or not enough given whatever clip gets surfaced on TikTok. Like what comes to my mind is that song by, what is it? 24K Golden. Do you know that's yeah. like yeah, whatever so. clip that was, like he got so famous from that one song and you don't really hear of him that much anymore. Cause I mean, frankly, I don't think he's that, talented of an artist i think he just had like a boom but i mean someone like john mayer has been consistent mm-hmm. for what is it like 20 years now yeah so yeah but i like that i i definitely like the the i wonder do you think there's like something that i mean it's difficult to speculate but is there anything like known that put him into that or do you think it's that like more of a creative interest just changed like oh i, I i'm more interested sort of in blues like this sort of slow style um, or do you think that that in part was like caused by an external happening? I, I think a lot of times either artists will get bored of what they're doing and just want to be different or pressure from fans who don't like their style and want them to change. Where a lot of times fans will say, don't change, play the same thing yeah, over and over. Yeah. And then they don't like that. It's usually that over the other. Yeah. Or um record companies will sort of force them into different genres whatever's more popular at the time um so it could be a a wide variety of things but i think this next sort of segment of john mayer's music career was definitely his own doing um because he got into a controversy some media interview went badly he said some things he shouldn't have said um (laughs) That's so ambiguous, so yeah. much so that, like, I want to... I'll, I'll do my own research, but I'm interested now in what happened. Yeah. It, it was actually it was actually worse than I thought it was. I was like, uh, maybe people just don't like him. No, he just Pretty, really like didn't. Off-color, but it was, it was pretty off-color. It's pretty bad. Um, Yikes, dude. Um, so, he also, though, got... I forget what it's called. It's, it's... I don't think it was cancer, but it was some sort of thing in his throat oh, that... Oh, gosh. That like he lost his voice and he needed like a year or so to heal, 
And so he moved to Montana. W I, State. I, I don't know who he lived with, but or maybe it was Wyoming. L State. Gosh, I don't want to wrongly assume which state. They're both kind of the same in my eyes. <laughs> um, but anyway, he moved into very rural area. I don't know if he was by himself, but he started to record this new project called Born and Raised. And you can literally hear, like, the country just coming out of his... Seeps in, dude. Yeah, his geographical location. Just, it, it's it's there. And it's very different from his continuum 2006 era. Mm-hmm. And Born and Raised was in 2012 was when it ended up being released. Because hmm. he, he... The release date was um, delayed because he didn't have his voice back. Um, ended up being released in 2012. And... It's just so, so different. So let's give it a listen. different right different for sure there's something different about his voice man i'm telling you there's something in there there's like a different i feel like it's at the back of the throat it's the same rasp but there's like it's this a small it could be because of volume that's definitely could like because he's definitely um probably using more like fully of a voice I, I feel like to the ear you can tell that he's like more fully singing it's less breathy it's more you know pronounced i suppose um but there's something in there man that like feels country something in there. yeah yeah i think he improved as a singer to be honest mm-hmm. um i mean i think he says that himself i mean you sing so much you're naturally going to get better at least eight albums yeah and by now he what he's i think he's 42 years old right now um this was in 2012 so was it 10 years ago mm-hmm. was in his 30s um but yeah and it's something interesting i saw in this album cover so cool take a look at this album cover born and raised it's actually clean john mayer it fits like it looks like he's in Wyoming or Montana or wherever. Yeah, it's very antique. And this clock, by the way, interesting story about this clock. He explained watch. that on stage, and it's set to the time ten thirty eight. And so the significance of ten thirty eight is when he released this album, he did the math of the average life expectancy of a human being, and then divided his age like took his age over the average life expectancy and then made it like mathematically what time out of a day that would be out of so 24 he took the hours. percentage and put that yeah. on as interesting so that's at the, percentage. the time he wrote that it was 10 38 a.m in in the time of his life interesting so it's just a little thing to like give you perspective on i mean take it however you want how long life is or how short life is because average life expectancy really means nothing when tragedy could strike any day yeah sure but that's that fascinating, just a little cool man. that he put that in there i wonder what kind of like psychological insight is there like you go through you know social 
controversy and then you go through like potentially a life-changing surgery i think that's interesting that that that's a perspective maybe he had it beforehand but like to put it on your album cover is is isn't just something that you do you know what i mean like that's especially not something that you then go announce to people like i think it's interesting how those could have just had such a profound effect on like yeah i i almost lost all my fame and also by the way like i almost died yeah and he said himself like in interviews after that he just needed to get out of the public eye because he admitted like you know he apologized apparently he cried during his apology on stage jeez that night he had a show and so on stage obviously he had to address it um but yeah he he said he was very immature and that he needed time to grow and and so all that kind of gives him the perspective of um you know a better better outlook than just chasing fame money and women yeah definitely um so yeah fast forward 10 years we get this album sob rock sob rock is it sab rock yes you i mean in the name you can kind of hear like what the genre is it's not like doesn't really fit in a box but i mean if you had to name it sob rock it's like it's rock but it's a little sad but sob it's like blues but Mm. like also 80s Mm. so like those are feel very contradictory do they not, I or am I tripping about that? If you put them together, I think he does. Uh, he does this exactly. Face value, I'm saying, like those seem like like I'm interested because those seem don't they don't don't seem like they would go together very well. But yeah, like you get 80s plus blues plus rock. Yeah, is uh, this is this song is called Wild Blue? Let's see it. That was a pretty gnarly solo. If I that one, if I that one so crazy, myself. dude. I'm not even gonna lie. I as, love that. As guitar solos go, if you're, you know, there's obviously the the shredding guitar solos like Eruption by Van Halen, or, <laughs> I mean, he just whatever genre he puts him his work towards, he just does it so well. Like anything he tries to do, like it's so different. Like we've gone through like four different like very different genres of his. Yeah. And I think he just nailed it. Yeah. Um, I, I like that. I like that a lot. I, I mean, like, again, I didn't think you're right. That's so strange how initially it does not seem like that would, that would work. And then that was cool. Like that was really, really cool. Um, the return of the soft voice. I feel like that came back a little bit there. It was like a lot more felt more blues, which is, I mean, it's the mix, right? Blues and rock. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it like that was cool. That solo went insane. I gotta say that was yeah. a really cool solo. Yeah, and I think the difference is like that song especially was is so focused on the groove and not really the vocals because mm-hmm. he's not doing any sort of vocal acrobatics or doing any 
high runs or anything. It's like, obviously, the focus is on the solo during the solo part, mm-hmm. but the guitar and the drums and just sort of the vibe. It just it just wants you to feel a certain way and it's very doesn't pleasant. want you to like listen to any super deep lyrics. Like, I mean, it has meaning obviously like the words aren't just yeah empty but so like some melancholy groove mm-hmm. so that's what it get that's the feel of getting like yeah down about something but i'm also like i'm doing okay yeah it's kind of interesting for sure he has some really sad songs on um on sob rock as well um <laughs> yeah uh i forget um not off the top of my head but there's ones that are like really slow just guitar pretty much do you know how many songs are on the album uh, I don't, but it's got to be at least 10 because yeah. that's what qualifies an album. Sure. But, <laughs> um, I was wondering how long it is. Yeah. I'd be interested. That's got to be my second favorite, though, uh, uh, John Mayer album. I, I would go Continuum, Continuum, which is what Gravity is on, mm-hmm. and then um, Sob Rock, which is Wild Blue. Uh, yeah. Haven't ranked them all, but I've been listening to more and more recently. And Haven't ranked? Uh, how is that your favorite artist? And You haven't listened to all his music. Hey, is it eight? albums i've listened to that's actually fair that's a lot of albums i think i'm i've listened to six of them completely through at this point multiple times or just once uh i feel like to get any real grasp on an album you have to listen to it at least three times Mm -hmm. which is a big ask but i I actually do believe in that principle sob rock i've definitely listened to at least twice if not three times i have the album on vinyl Mm. oh that's cool yeah um continuum probably like eight of those songs I've heard like five or more times. And then a few of them I've heard like a couple times. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I've, I've listened to a good amount, but it's just hard to like sit down and like listen to all of it like multiple times. Yeah. I get, yeah, I get that for sure. But yeah. It takes a lot of time. But yeah. Anyway, I hope that kind of explains why he's my favorite artist in a way. Yeah. No, he's, I think so. He's, he's very versatile and also just insanely talented. And yeah. for all of you listening, watch the live versions or or the documentary, um, Where the Light Is. That was in 2008. He did a live show. And the whole show is it's out on Spotify, like cut into each song. It's just a masterpiece. Definitely go take a look. Um, but this has been Take Note on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. And I've been Matt. I'm Josiah. And we'll see care. you later. <laughs>